Hi there, folks. This is Abel James, and welcome to the Fat Burning Man Show, where we talk about real food and real results with some of the top minds in the field. Now, I have a really exciting announcement for you guys today, and that's that I've, I've finally resigned from my day job in consulting, which means I can spend all of my time and energy focusing on helping you guys navigate this wild and crazy world of, of health, fitness, and life in general. Now, it's it's been a wild ride so far, and I really, really want to take a moment to uh, say how much I appreciate your support. We're on track for more than a million listens this year. Uh, you know, the best-selling book totally blew my mind, and I, I just really want to thank you personally for all of that, and I love hearing from you, so feel free to send me a note. It's been an enriching experience getting all your successes and struggles in my inbox so far, and I'm very happy to help you guys, so send me a note whenever you'd like. Now, this next part is a little bit crazy, but don't freak out. Now, in the spirit of quitting jobs, and actually, Allison just quit her job too, we're going to be writing some recipe books and doing some other fun stuff on the side, but I bought this 22-year-old RV, and we're going to throw the puppy in there and drive all around. We're actually leaving on Sunday is the plan if we can get everything all worked out, but I'm going to be doing the shows on the road, so bear with me along the way, but one of the cool things about that is that maybe you'll see me, so if... uh, I'll try to keep it updated on my on my site, fatburningman.com, so you can catch me. I'm going to be at the Ancestral Health Symposium and, and all around the Northeast. So if you see me, come on over and say hello. And I'll try to keep you all updated on the fun stuff that's happening with this big adventure of ours. So today's show is with Isabel De Los Rios, who's the creator of Beyond Diet. And I know a lot of you have probably heard of her before. She's a big deal, sold more than a half a million of her books, and (laughs) it's just really inspiring stuff. So we talk about how eating fat can actually make you slim. She gives some money-saving tips for health-conscious families, uh, how you can stop obsessing about food, and also why the cabbage suit diet isn't worth its gas. All right, let's go hang out with Isabel. All right, we're here with Isabel De Los Rios, the creator of Beyond Diet and international best-selling author. How's it going, Isabel? It's good. Everything is great. Right on. So I know a lot of the people out there have heard of you, but for those who haven't, let's talk a little bit about your story. As I understand, you actually used to struggle quite a bit with your weight, and it seemed like you were destined for type 2 diabetes. Let's talk about where you started and, and where you wound up. Yeah, when I think about my first quote-unquote diet, I was really in the, the eighth grade in grammar school, and I can remember telling my friends that I'm going to go on a diet this summer so that I start <laughs> high school skinny. I bet and that it really made you started cool. back that far. Uh, and that's really when the yo-yo cycle started. You know, I was young, so I was, you know, just trying everything I could get my hands on, you know, every crazy fad diet. And, you know, I don't want to say that they didn't work. I mean, mm-hmm. if, technically, if you were to ask me to do lose some weight, yeah, I would lose a couple pounds, but I could never keep it off. And the other issue was is that I was just miserable, you know. Yeah. So I, just like most other people, would associate dieting with mm-hmm. being miserable. I felt deprived and I felt hungry and I felt fatigued. So, you know, just too hard to to live that way and eat that way. Um, And then I would think, okay, well, forget it. You know, I don't really want to be skinny anyway. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, forget that. At the same time, my grandmother had type 2 diabetes. You know, she was uh, using insulin injections. My mother was then diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. 
And the doctor said to my sister and I, well, you guys are pretty much going down the same road. I mean, wow. just like that. So <laughs> matter of fact. And that's really when I started researching, reading, like really trying to get to the science behind not just type 2 diabetes, but how it was linked to obesity and being overweight. Right. And really, it was just years of that, you know, right into college. Um, and finally, it was post-college that I figured it out. And I, I figured out that it was almost the opposite of all the things I was doing. Like, okay, <laughs> don't eat any fat at all. That's what I thought would work. Well, mm -hmm. then eating fat is actually what got me to, you know, be lean and toned. <laughs> That's strange. Uh, yeah. So, um, so that's sort of the backstory. One of the things that I think is really interesting, you mentioned this a little bit, how what is thought to be healthy and what is thought to be unhealthy, those things are not necessarily on track in the minds of most Americans and probably people around the world. Actually, <laughs> I'm doing an updated version of one of my books and I have this Venn diagram where things we think that are healthy and things we think are unhealthy and then there's a very small overlap in between of where the actual truth lies. So what are some of the things that uh, like you said, fat. Fat is not necessarily your enemy. So let's start there. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. And actually, I think this is really funny because people know I'm a nutritionist, right? And and then, um, you know, other moms will tell other moms because I'm in this like mommy workout group and they'll go, oh, and her kids, they eat so healthy, right? Hmm. So the first things they'll say is, Oh, well, um, well, my kids don't eat uh, red meat, you know, or at least if they eat red meat, I get the the real lean kind. So they're not eating too much fat, you mm -hmm. know, that kind of thing. Um, or what's another one? Oh, this one's my favorite. I love feeding my son bacon. Right. Because then like, you know, everybody's looking at three year old eating bacon like, wait, I, I thought that she was really healthy. Like, why is your kid eating bacon? You know, um, so the transition for me was really getting a lot of the artificial stuff out. Yeah. So here I thought having artificially sweetened foods. Right. Because they would say low sugar mm -hmm. or fat free. Um, those were the things that were actually keeping weight on. So once I took those things out, the artificial sweeteners or processed foods, and brought in foods like, you know, even bacon and, and nuts, like raw nuts, which I had always stayed away from before because they were really high in fat, mm -hmm. and coconut oil, right? Everybody was scared of coconut oil, and I started using it. It was just like phenomenal. Um, it's delicious stuff. Yeah, higher fat meats, right? Mm -hmm. So I was staying away from beef. But then I started getting grass-fed beef, and that, that really helped. So yeah. really, just like a direct, you know, opposite of, of what I had been doing. Mm -hmm. One of the cool things about that when you switch to eating uh, fattier cuts of meat, whether it be white meat or dark meat, is that they're usually cheaper because everyone is going after the, the lean, most desirable cuts, which actually yeah, aren't no, that that's, tasty. That's such a great <laughs> point because I'll buy – um, drumsticks, like mm -hmm. organic, you know, chicken drumsticks. And they're like, you know, one ninety nine a pound or something yeah. like that. You yeah. try and get organic chicken breast and it's like almost $10 a pound. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, well, I don't care. I don't really want the chicken breast anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to do so much to lean cuts like that to make them taste great. Usually right. you have to put fat on them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then yeah. I'm like, well, I've got to make sure to put at least, you know, some olive oil dressing on this, some avocado, like I got to add a fat to it. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a good point. And then 
I was just going over your book a little bit. And I, I think it's great. The whole Beyond Diet website is amazing. Um, oh, thank you. So much in it. You did a great job. Um, and you talk about the the truth about organics versus conventional food. And a lot of people, you know, they know that organic is supposed to be better for you, but it's also a lot more expensive, sometimes like four times more expensive than conventional. But one of the things that you, you discuss, which I really liked, was a section on why conventional foods can be dangerous, even produce, uh, things that you would usually think are benign. So can you, can you go through that a little bit? Yeah, so um, really a lot of people, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of people have a hard time losing weight, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's the category of people who aren't really doing anything about it and don't want to do anything about it. Okay, well, that's kind of their decision. All right. But what's what's probably more upsetting are the people who are doing their best, right? Mm -hmm. And they say to me, Isabel, I'm eating healthy and nothing is happening. Well, you know, then I say to them, well, what's your definition of eating healthy? These may be the people that are purchasing conventional produce, but this produce is so laden with chemicals mm -hmm. that those chemicals are then affecting their digestive systems, affecting their liver, even affecting their pancreas in a way that they're not able to burn this extra fat off of their body. Mm -hmm. And that, that's very frustrating. You know, you've changed your diet to one that consists of more fruits and vegetables, but you're still not seeing changes. I mean, that's, that's difficult. So um, I tell people, okay, that may be it. And it may be affecting your health more than you know. Mm -hmm. So now let's do this transition slowly. So I have become the, a master uh, at budgeting. And you can just ask anyone who knows me. <laughs> I mean, I just still from the, the day that I used to, I, I moved to New York City out of college, right? So mm -hmm. When you move to New York City out of college, you've got to budget your money like people's <laughs> business. I mean, it's yeah, like a do. skill I mastered and I'm happy I did because I still use it. Mm -hmm. So I know right down to the last dollar what websites I need to order certain things from. And certain things are cheaper on Amazon if you purchase them, let's say, two at a time or three at a time. Right. And then I know what is cheaper at Trader Joe's versus Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. Then I know what to purchase at my local farmer's market so that maybe the blueberries are a dollar cheaper. Mm -hmm. And I know that that sounds like a lot of work, but you just need to put a little bit of the time in to research these things. And, and look, it's, it's your health, right? So it's well worth the time it takes. And it will end up not being that much more expensive. Now, yeah. what would be more expensive is if I just walked into Whole Foods blindly mm -hmm. and just purchased everything that I wanted and didn't really think about the fact that coconut oil is actually cheaper on Amazon than it is in Whole Foods. Yeah. Yes. Then it will end up being more expensive. But you do your <laughs> homework just a little bit and you can really do this on any family budget. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, people in Austin where Whole Foods is headquartered, a lot of us call it whole paycheck. Because yeah. <laughs> if you walk in there, you're, you're pretty much toast if you're just pulling stuff off the shelves. But you, if you do look for deals, and, and that's, that's a really good point because, you know, for organic things being four times more expensive, that's definitely not always the case. If you do go to a farmer's market, a lot of times that their prices are pretty good. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and another interesting thing, I just go to, fortunately here in Austin, we have lots of different um, natural food um, stores, grocery stores, supermarkets, things like that. So there's Whole Foods and Sprouts and then smaller local ones and co-ops and all that. And it's amazing. The, the My favorite bacon 
can be uh, either $9 or $4.99, depending oh, on where wow. you go. It, it's a huge difference. So that's a great point, just kind of doing your homework. And it it's not something where the work is usually done for you, right? Because you have your own individual needs and tastes and foods and the stores around you are probably going to be unique. So you kind of need to do that work for yourself. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm trying to think of other strategies I use. So, for example, like if I order from U.S. Wellness Meat, right? Mm-hmm. If That's you a order spot. above a certain uh, a certain number of pounds, then you actually get $25 off and then the shipping is significantly less. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I get together with my parents. We do some ordering together. And then because I'm not going to order more than 40 pounds for my family alone all in one shot. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of adds up to a lot and I don't really have the freezer space for it. And um, but it's OK because I've gotten into this routine with my parents and it works. We get the deal. We pay less on shipping. Then we split it. So, again, just sort of thinking outside the box and thinking of strategies that you can use so that um you know, you can stay within your budget. Mm -hmm. Now let's go back to when you said you tried all sorts of different diets. I I always think this is interesting with people, (laughs) what they actually tried. What what was some of the most interesting or weird types of diets that you tried and, and what happened? Oh my goodness. Okay. So this is kind of funny because I can remember a lot of these things. Like it was yesterday (laughs) that must, must've like traumatized me, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. But I can't remember the name of this diet. It came with this like little pamphlet. And I remember every night steaming chicken breast, boiled carrots, and celery. Okay, imagine just like steaming Ooh, celery. Every night. And I, yeah, I did this every night. And the reason why I remembered this just the other day was because I've started make, packing uh, my son's lunch. He just started camp and he's going to go to school soon. So oh, nice. anyway, I mean, and this is what I would eat all day. I mean, I would just eat from this Tupperware of boiled chicken, steamed carrots, steamed celery, and that that was that. I mean, oh there was my. nothing else in, you know, in this meal plan. It wasn't even a meal plan. You can't call yeah. that a meal plan. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I lost weight. I remember sitting in high school just starving. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just starving if it was the morning, starting, starving if it was the afternoon, just starving. That sounds miserable. Yeah, and <laughs> definitely, definitely was. Um, what are some of the other crazy things? I mean, like I did the cabbage soup diet yeah. um, when I was in college. I think everybody's done that one. I mean, it's amazing how popular that was considering oh, what it is. Wait, incredible. And you know what? Like my gas was so bad by the second day. I had yeah. like a horrible stomachache. I couldn't oh, even leave my dorm room. I mean, it's just, it was just horrendous. I don't really think I got past the second day, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I remember going home right? Because I went to college about an hour from home, going home and cooking it and then having my mom pack it all up and then taking it back to school. And oh, goodness gracious. Okay. <laughs> this probably smelled terrible, right? It was horrible. <laughs> the whole thing was horrible. How did my roommate stand me? Um, you know, and I just think about that and those times as compared to how I eat now mm-hmm. and the fact that I had a awesome delicious burger for lunch over sauteed greens wow. and then like a tomato cucumber and avocado salad on the side it's just incredible because my lunch was great i feel good right now i'm still pretty satiated from my mm. meal uh, and i definitely can't say the same about my cabbage soup and you 
have a different relationship with food, right? Where you actually enjoy it and get to eat things that you like. Yes. Uh, and a different relationship in the way that once you find what makes you feel good and what helps you to look good, you're not as obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. So because what I was doing wasn't working, I was very obsessed with it. Yeah. And what I mean by that was I was constantly trying to make sure that whatever I was trying or doing was perfect because if it wasn't perfect, that might have been the reason why it wasn't working. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Almost like if I eat 10 more calories than I'm supposed to, that must be the reason why I'm not losing weight. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I don't obsess about, uh, obsess about things because if I eat a burger, if I eat chicken uh, drumsticks, if mm -hmm. I have my avocado, if I have some nuts, none of those foods make me think twice. You know, I know they're going to make me feel good, mm -hmm. going to help me to continue, you know, to look good, keep keep the fat off. So I don't have to think about it as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. One of the things that happened to me when I really dialed in my nutrition and figured things out a few years ago was that I used to always worry about gaining extra weight and not knowing what to do, you know, as I got older about losing it. Cause you see so many people just kind of like adding on weight year after year. But now mm -hmm. if you do, even if you do indulge and kind of screw up or you go on a cruise or <laughs> it's the holidays now, and I'm sure you can relate to this, you know what to do to get yourself back to your ideal, uh, weight and ideal body composition. And that's kind of uh empowering, isn't it? It, you know, it's so impairing. It brings you such relief. Life is busy enough. I have too many other things to think about. If I have to sit there and just wonder what my next meal should be. I mean, and that's, you know, and of course I do think about what our next meal is because I do have to plan for my family. Right. But it was sort of like during my pregnancies, um, you know, you gain weight, you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't gain an excessive amount of weight. But, you know, I wasn't worried about the fact that I was pregnant and gaining weight because I knew that I would then have a baby, continue mm -hmm. to fuel my body with the right foods and be fine thereafter. And that's something I didn't really know all that much about. Didn't really know how obsessed pregnant women are <laughs> with losing the baby fat. Obviously I wasn't a mother then, you know, I am now. So I do, you know, talk to other moms, but it's, it's incredible. Um, and I'll have some moms say to me, you know, my, my child is five years old and I mm -hmm. still haven't figured out how to lose this weight. I mean, wow. five years later. Wow. Do you have any like quick tips for someone who might be in that situation? Well, you know, if let's say someone is pregnant currently or thinking about having kids, it's really like start the healthy eating now. Don't go on a diet. Don't you dare diet while you're pregnant. That's <laughs> yeah. not necessary. Yeah. But the same foods that you'll eat when you're not pregnant are still the same foods that you eat when you are pregnant, you know, mm -hmm. minus like the raw fish and certain cheeses and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I truly think no matter how long you've been holding on to this quote unquote baby weight, you take on this whole foods approach to eating, you know, what you teach Abel, what I teach, mm -hmm. the weight will come off. It yeah. will definitely come off. Yeah. And it's not always a quick fix solution. No, it's it. This is not the quick fix solution, but it's the permanent one. Yeah. So look, you know, we'll save you a lot of time in going on different diets and signing up for different diet programs and spending, you know, money on diet programs. So I can't guarantee you you're going to lose all 
20 pounds within the first two weeks. Mm -hmm. But I can guarantee that if you continue to eat this way, those 20 pounds will be gone and gone forever. Yeah. And that's really a healthier approach to doing it too. You don't want to be working out seven hours a day, uh, eating 400 calories a day for a few weeks because that you're pretty much guaranteed to lose some weight, but it won't be good for your body. Yeah. And you know, this is a, a deeper issue and, you know, tell me if I'm going off on a tangent too much <laughs> here, but it. you know, I, I just think that for all the information that's out there, like, so why is the situation getting worse? Mm -hmm. And what aren't people getting like I, I you know, there's just so much, much more on the Internet and people have these amazing Pinterest pages mm -hmm. and there's so much information on Facebook and so many ways that we can implement these changes and make it a lifestyle. So I am still in the process of figuring out, like, what is still going wrong here? Mm -hmm. You know, what what is it? Um, is it mass media? Is it the, the fact that everybody's, you know, pressed for time? Um, I don't know. I'm still in the process of figuring it out. Yeah. But you do have a goal to affect a lot of lives and you already have, right? Haven't you sold something like a half million, uh, copies of your book so far? Yeah, yeah, we have, and we have almost 300,000 members That's in amazing. beyond diet now. Um, and, you know, again, I don't, you know, want to get too deep on the on the call. But I got to tell you that at this point, um, I truly work just for that because mm -hmm. I meet people, you know, I'm like at the airport and people come up to me and they're beyond diet members. Oh, I, so cool. I, I, yeah. I mean, I was I was at church and two people came up to me in my, in my small church in South <laughs> Carolina. And I tell people this all the time. Anything. For me to do, to choose to do anything besides mm -hmm. spend time with my children and my husband, it's got to be really that important. Yeah. I mean, I would, you know, I love my kids and I would choose that and I continue to do this because there's such a need. Like yeah. I, there's something that needs to get done here. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell my kids that when they're older, like, <laughs> okay, mommy was gone sometimes, but this is, this is what she was doing. Um, so, yeah, it, it really, really is that important. Yeah. And now speaking about your kids, this must be kind of difficult because I know you, you run a, a pretty tight ship, right, in terms of what they should eat and what they shouldn't eat at home. But what do you do? How do you plan for the times when they're not? Um, I pack for them. Yeah. Um, you know, people and you just have to be yet yeah, just have to really communicate. So at school, they know he's wheat, gluten and dairy free. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like my son just thrives without that stuff. He doesn't yeah. even care about it. He doesn't miss it. Um, they always give me a heads up when there's a birthday party and, you know, cupcakes are going to be brought in. So my son will always have his own cupcakes. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, yeah. Today he took cookies to school, which I made with almond flour and I actually put raisins in them instead of chocolate chips. That sounds good. Um, Lucky guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. These cookies <laughs> are phenomenal. They're like, they're so good. Yeah. Um, we, we all eat them. So I've really had to do my homework and my research as far as how can I make sure that he has what the other kids have. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, too, what I say to the teachers, if he really wants something and it starts to become a bit of a big deal, just mm -hmm. give it to him. Yeah. I don't ever want to make an issue around the fact that his little friend is eating cheese. He wants a piece of cheese. Give him a piece of cheese. Mm -hmm. Like we're not we're not talking about an allergy here. 
and it it's a small percentage of the time that he has it. So I once I almost foresee something becoming a big deal, mm-hmm. it just he can have it. Let's move on. Um, and that seems to really work because my son really doesn't think anything is a big deal. Like <laughs> that's cool. So, like the cookies he gets, they're just as good as anybody else's cookie. Um, that's it. And then just communicating to people how important things are to mm-hmm. you. You know, I have the same situation at church and they have their own snacks and I bring him his own snacks and I always bring enough for the other kids. So they think that's great and they appreciate it. And it's hard, you know, for parents, it's, it's tough. There's mm-hmm. a lot of pizza parties out there. Um, there's a lot of fancy, colorful snacks that the kids want. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to make sure that they have alternatives that they enjoy. Yeah. And, and so you, that's kind of like a paleo style diet. And I know a lot of my readers and listeners are into that and I dabble myself in that sort of uh, diet. And, and I know that you cover that in, uh, in a couple of your books. You recommend that for people who have health problems, it seems like, right? Diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, that sort of thing. So what sort of, uh, what sort of benefits do they say, see from having that highly restrictive diet? Yeah, so I'm not necessarily opposed to grains like, let's say, the more hardcore or paleo people are. But I do mm-hmm. think if you've been struggling with your weight, if you have, you know, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, any of that, and you are struggling with your weight, mm-hmm. you need to kind of go hardcore paleo for a little while. Yeah. Um, I really, really do believe that. And in, in, in the Beyond Diet program, I call that going grain and dairy free. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And then people finally see results. So we're talking about those people who have tried everything, are eating healthy and nothing is working. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that need to let go of the grains. And it's just your particular body type may not be able to digest these grains. Right. I think, I strongly believe that with my uh, long family history of type 2 diabetes, our, our bodies just don't process grains as, as well as somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that uh, my kids as well, their digestion is just a little bit better, um, being more more grain and dairy-free. So I do give um, my oldest some rice and some quinoa, and he does really well with it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, But we, we tend to sort of be more towards the paleo side but not 100 percent. yeah well i'm not either and i think most of the people out there know that i'm i'm kind of a dairy fiend i love my yogurt (laughs) especially the greek yogurt and i uh oh yeah one of the other things i wanted to talk about is uh is raw dairy and you go through um some of the dangers that come along with traditional dairy that i don't think a lot of people are aware of so it's not necessarily dairy that's the biggest problem um, as with grains it's the way that it's processed and and the type of dairy that most people are used to getting in uh, in the u.s and beyond because you can't really get raw dairy so can we talk about that a little bit the the dangers of pasteurization and homogenization yeah so you know people are so scared to drink unpasteurized milk right because we've sort of been brainwashed and Mm -hmm. um there are all kinds of uh dangerous i i don't know organisms in it um but really the the temperature the heat temperature that's used in pasteurization really only has the ability to kill off the good enzymes that you need in Mm -hmm. order to process and digest this dairy. Right. So it's not really doing you any good as far as killing off 
um, the different pathogens that, you know, may be in there that really need to go. So uh, all it's doing is making this a food that's very, very difficult for your body to digest. Yeah. And, you know, people may call it lactose intolerance. It may be a little bit of that, but it's really just your body saying, I really cannot use this food. It's not because you're not giving me the enzymes that should go along with it because now they have been completely burned off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my biggest gripe with with dairy. Um, and some people, like you're saying, you you know, you love your. I I eat Greek yogurt. Uh, you know, a lot of times post workout, mm-hmm. that's kind of easy for me to take a Greek yogurt and some fruit and keep it in a tiny cooler and you know I work out and I have that run a couple errands and then um, finally get back to the house to eat and shower. So you got to pay attention to whether or not that works mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. And and that's a very important concept that I try and teach my, my readers is you've got to pay attention to your body. It may be that for quite some time you haven't paid attention to your body's cues, mm-hmm. but that's going to be pretty critical in figuring out what foods are good for you and what foods are not. So what are, and I totally agree with you, that's a great point, what are the action steps for someone who might not be in, in tune with their bodies like uh, like some of us are, what can they do um, to be able to tell whether or not a food is good for them, just kind of from that visceral reaction? Yeah, so the first thing you need to do is you need to sort of clean up the real, real bad stuff, mm-hmm. like the refined sugars, the artificial sweeteners, the hydrogenated oils, and you kind of need to be free of these things for, let's say, a good three to four weeks, Yeah. okay? Because this stuff, whether you know it or not, is really making you feel like garbage. Mm-hmm. So you've got, <laughs> to, you've got to slowly clean it out. you got to get through the detox symptoms because there are going to be the you know side effects of a headache, maybe some nausea, um, some fatigue. So give that a little bit of time. You know, some people might argue it might be more like four to six weeks. So focus on that first. Um, even people who use a lot of caffeine during the day, you might need to go a little lighter on the caffeine. Now, look, I am a mom of two and I run a full time <laughs> business. So trust me when I tell you I wake up in the morning and I drink coffee. Yeah. Um, but if it's three to four cups a day, you got to go easy on it because then you're not a, you're not going to be able to really be in tune with what your body's telling you because you're right. too jacked up on caffeine. So, yeah. so that's the first thing. Let's get the sugars out, the artificial sweeteners, the hydrogenated oils, and let's go a little easy on the caffeine. Mm-hmm. Then from there, you need to go wheat and dairy free, and just sort of like let your you know small intestine and large intestine kind of take it easy for a little while. Get those things out. Again, give yourself a goal of 14 days. See if you can go 21. But just sort of, you know, try and do more protein, fruits, veggies, good healthy fats during that time. Mm -hmm. Then bring one of the culprits back, the potential culprits. So start by eating a yogurt Mm -hmm. and just kind of see how you feel, you know. And if you feel sort of fatigued, if you feel gassy, um, if you feel very hungry shortly after, if you feel like you're kind of energized, but then you crash, mm-hmm. then it, that may just not be a good food for you. And usually the biggest complaint that I'll get from people once they bring, let's say dairy back in, yeah. it's usually the, the gassy bloating symptoms. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then there are other people that are like, no, I'm good to go. I'm fine. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It, it's so, amazing how differences are, how different our bodies can be. Oh yeah. And you know, and it's a product of, you know, our, our genetics, a product of what we may have done in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I would argue that my poor digestive system and my liver and my adrenals are probably still so affected by the craziness I was describing before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, that would be my approach to, you know, kind of trying to figure out how to be more in tune with your body. Yeah. And there aren't really shortcuts for that either, right? I, I know no, you have some choice no. thoughts about artificial sweeteners. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just so toxic to your body. I really think that a lot of times people can't lose weight because their liver is just working so hard yeah. to get all these toxins out. You know, and people think the liver is only affected by alcohol, right? Like you have to be an alcoholic mm -hmm. to have liver disease, but... Right. People are just eating such garbage foods now that our poor livers, they, they just don't even have a chance. Yeah. Or even reasonably good foods that are slathered in pesticides and all sorts of yes, nasty things. Yes, exactly. But yeah, actually, uh, I can't remember which uh, <laughs> which one it was, but uh, they dis discover a lot of these artificial sweeteners while trying to invent like chlorinated pesticides and things like that. And they're like, mm -hmm. oh, this tastes sweet. Let's... <laughs> Let's mass produce it and put it in everything we can. I know. I, I wrote this in a newsletter way back. Like, I do not want to be a guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want to be part of your health experiment. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, yeah, that goes on way too much. You really have to dodge those bullets all the time. Um, but there are a few that, that you cover. Uh, xylitol is one that I use. Uh, and that works for some people, right? But not others. Yeah, and actually, um, it doesn't really work for me oh, really? in in larger quantities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, but a lot of my readers say that they don't have any ill effects. So I kind of, you know, again, I'm very, I, I love research, I love reading. Um, I'm thinking that maybe people who are more affected by grains and sugars are more affected by xylitol. Mm -hmm. That's that's not proven. That's mm -hmm. just like a little theory I have. Yeah. Um, but I've you know, had some products with xylitol in it. And then my stomach is just, you know, not really a hundred percent than the rest of the day. So, but you know, other people are like, I'm good. You know, I can use yeah. the stuff. I'm a very big fan of stevia. If yeah. I need to sweet, if I need to sweeten something, I'll use stevia. And then for baking, a lot of these baked goods that I was describing that I make for my three-year-old, mm -hmm. um, I will use honey or maple syrup. Okay. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, but not Truvia, right? I do not use Truvia. No. Um, you know, trivia has some added ingredients, one of which is, and I, I hate this when people put this or companies put this on labels, natural flavors. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I need a little bit more information than that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're just these like choice terms that they can get away with. I don't like that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was at, uh, I think it was sprouts the other day and I was going through one of the aisles, which I usually don't do, but <laughs> I had to walk through it to check out. And I, there was a bunch of bottled water and it, they had huge gluten-free tags on them. I'm like, this, oh is, my goodness. this is getting That's out so of hand. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Uh, now, uh, what about soy? I, I'd certainly have my opinions about that. And I know you do too. Yeah. And this is actually one of those funny ones where, um, like people will say, Oh, you and your, you and your family really healthy. Do you guys eat tofu and stuff? I'm like, no. Okay. <laughs> 
I do not. Yeah, you know, tofu is another one of those, or soy rather is another one of those foods where people, you know, think it's so great for you. Um, but really, the type of soy that we have in this country is very, very different than what has been used for years in mm-hmm. Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're using it in small quantities. And people here, like if you're vegetarian, you're having soy milk and tofu and soy dogs and soy protein in your protein bar. <laughs> and it's just really has become very disruptive to a lot of people's thyroids mm-hmm. and to their hormone levels. So this is where we're really seeing the effects of increased soy consumption is in uh, hormone imbalances in women especially mm-hmm. and um, affected thyroids. Yeah, that runs in my family, thyroid issues, and my mom's always struggled with it. And we cut out soy around the same time, and I know that I felt tons better. Um, wow. And it's, you know, it never tasted that good anyway. <laughs> it wasn't one of these things where I was just like, oh, bummer, I can't eat soy anymore. It was yeah. like, all that stuff is kind of garbage anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, really, I just um, can't understand these vegetarians and they make these like tofu blocks. I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> yeah. That Franken stuff does not taste as good to me as the burger I made for lunch. Yeah, that, that sounds good to me. Now... I know a lot of people out there would be interested in uh, kind of the over-the-shoulder view of what happens <clears throat> in a typical day. What is your what does your food look like first of all, and then what does your workout look like? What's your relationship with with exercise and activity? Oh well, that that's definitely a great question. Um, so let me see. I mean, I don't know. A lot of people may or may not know this about me. I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Um, and my body does that pretty naturally. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I just sit in front of the computer. I start working right away and I do sit there with either a cup of coffee, black tea, green tea, oolong tea, whatever I sort of feel like for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, the first thing I have is a little shake of uh, a product called athletic greens, which Mm -hmm. I love. And I add some chia seeds. So athlete athletic greens is an organic greens powder. Um, just really kind of love it. Um, like a, I don't take a multi, but I do drink this athletic green shake. Mm-hmm. So now for breakfast, what I've had to do, because um, if any parents out there know what a morning routine is like with <laughs> three-year-old and a one-year-old. Okay. So I've got to get the one-year-old fed. Um, and I also have to get the three-year-old ready to go out the door by 7.30 in the morning mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so that he can make it to school. So what I've been doing is on Sundays, I've been baking uh, some kind of like paleo banana bread or a paleo muffin. Mm. Uh, really, that's just uh, something made with almond flour, coconut flour. Uh, it doesn't have dairy in it. It'll usually call for like coconut milk. And I've got several recipes. We have a lot of recipes in Beyond Diet. I'm yeah. huge on recipes. And the reason why I started doing that is I, I found that there was never really much time for me to sit and have breakfast in the morning Mm because I was very worried about them having their breakfast and my breakfast would need to be packaged up and taken in the car. So in the car, I will usually take a good, good size uh, piece of this banana bread I make Mm -hmm. and maybe two hard boiled eggs um, and maybe another fruit, like maybe a, you know, a small apple. And I kind of take that and go. Um, also, you know, all the while sort of managing kids at the same time. And I think that's a scenario for a lot of people. I think a lot of people are really kind of crazy in the morning trying to get out. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. So after I drop off my son, um, that is my workout time. If I don't do some kind of a workout at that point, I'm not going to get it in the rest of the day based on the kids' schedule and my work schedule. Right. So I'll do, um, I'll either go for an interval run. I don't do any straight cardio, um, but I will do interval runs. I'll, you know, do a sprint for 30 seconds, uh, walk for a minute, sprint 30 seconds, walk for a minute, mm-hmm. and do that, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 times. That'll be one of the workouts. Um, or I'll go right over to the park and do like a body weight style workout. Um, I did that yesterday, went from squats to push ups to walking lunges to dips off of a bench, mm-hmm. um, and did some suicides, you know, like old school athletic suicides. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then did that little circuit over and over again. I think I did about four rounds before I was kind of like, okay, all right, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and then today I took a class called Pure Bar. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. No, uh, I don't know that. Sort of like a, use the, uh, like a ballet bar, a, a very similar to Pilates, let's say. Okay. So I'll throw that in there sometimes. Um, I think for it's a great workout for females. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe throwing in some Pilates in there. Post-workout is really when I'll do that Greek yogurt and a piece of fruit. Because again, I've, I've had to figure out the grab and go. Yeah. Um, you know, having kids and kind of going from one thing to the other. Um, so that really is an important point because I think a lot of times people are not eating healthy foods because they're like, Hey, look, I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. And I just look at them and I'm like, look, I, I, you may be busier <laughs> than me, but I'm not sure. I don't know that that's the case. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you have your hands full over there. Yeah. So, um, then I do work from home. I mean, I have an office, but I'm more often work from home. But when I say I work from home, I'm, I mean, I work. I'm yeah. here and I'm working. Mm-hmm. So lunch is always guaranteed 100% of the time leftovers from dinner. I do not have any time to go into the kitchen and start getting into cooking and cutting and prepping and all mm-hmm. of this. Yeah, and wondering and what is, you're going to have. Even that yeah, takes a lot no, of time. No, no, no. I mean, when I make dinner, I've got to make sure there's something left over for lunch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for people who have to drive and go into work, as you're cleaning up after dinner, pack your lunch. Make sure it's in there. Mm-hmm. And I do the same thing. When I'm cleaning up after dinner, I will put a little container together and it's Isabel's lunch. And everybody <laughs> knows, don't go near it. This is what I'm having. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, today it was the leftover burger, sautéed greens. And this. Uh, the only thing I had to do was cut open the avocado and cut it up and put it in there. Piece of cake. Yeah. So to so, speak. <laughs> You know, sort of. So, um, so you know, it's just thinking ahead and planning. Um, right now, probably, you know, after we're done here in the afternoon, I'll probably have some raw nuts and snack on those as I work in front of the computer. You know, I don't really have time to put together a, you know, a big snack or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it's usually just, you know, snack on some raw nuts. And then dinner, I really, really have gotten into the crock pot big time. Oh, yeah. And again, that's just, you know, that's just having kids. And, um, you know, I'm, as soon as I'm done working, I got to pick Christian up. Um, I have to uh, pick up Marcos, my one-year-old, at my in-laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I'm just sort of like the, you know, the taxi, the bus, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then I walk in the door and it's like you know, minimal time to get something going. So if it's, um, already set up in the crock pot, uh, then, you know, that's, that's what we have for dinner. And I'll usually either do that the night before or in the morning. Yeah. 
the crock pot is great stuff uh i made the best pulled pork of my life a couple of weeks ago and oh, I've that some, been, been eating it. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, actually, George from Civilized Caveman, I'm not sure if you know him. He yeah, was on the yeah. podcast a while back. Yeah, so he, he gave me the recipe and man, it is terrific. He has a smoker and he said that he likes it even better in the crock pot. So it, it really is amazing when you kind of get out of the box uh, in, in thinking of what you can put in the crock pot and, and it's, it can be pretty versatile stuff. Oh, yeah. And you know, just kind of like a a side note as far as planning and stuff. That's that's where my husband is really great because the we don't go to sleep at night or we don't end the day without one of us saying, "Hey, what did you pull out for tomorrow? What do you have set up for tomorrow?" Wow, and yeah, that's, that's where plan. we sort of divide and conquer. Like, okay, well, I've got that late meeting tomorrow, so I'm actually not going to be home until such and such time. So maybe that's a day where I can just do, um, like I get these uh, grass-fed beef hot dogs from mm-hmm. Grassland Meats. So maybe that's that'll just be like a quick hot dog night, you know, with like mm-hmm. me and the kids. Um, or he'll say, you know what, um, you put the kids to bed. I've got some time right now. That crock pot recipe requires a couple of veggies to be chopped. Let me just take care of that right now. Yeah. But the, but the fact that we just think it through the night before means neither one of us is going to get home and go, uh, what are we eating for dinner? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great plan. We're coming up on time, but uh, I, I do have one more question for you that I think you'd be very well suited to answer. And this is one that a lot of people struggle with. Uh, you know, it's it's difficult enough to get yourself into a new style of eating and incorporating these new lifestyle choices. But what do you say to your readers or followers or even yourself who are trying to get their whole families on board, especially if there's some friction there? Yeah, that's that's definitely challenging. Um, and my husband drinks Diet Dr. Pepper, just so everyone knows. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know what? You just – you have to lead by example. And mm-hmm. I truly believe that in every single a- in every single aspect of your life. I mean, look, I do that with my children. You know, if I don't want them to scream, then maybe I shouldn't be a screamer either. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they may not come around immediately – um, and I'll tell you, just from a personal standpoint, this is how, uh, you know, my relationship with my husband was right from the very beginning, from when we were dating, I never said to him, you should, you have to eat this way. This yeah. is what you need to do mm-hmm. very, very slowly over the past, you know, almost seven years, he has just implemented things into his life that now make him feel a thousand times better. It was it just very slowly. And the and I think the reason why he chose to transition on his own mm-hmm. is because I wasn't that nagging wife. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so hard not to be. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're watching a loved one do something that, you know, is harming them. But uh, it, it really will. Nobody wants to be nagged. I don't yeah. care who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just just be the example. Um you know, make sure that you're not saying, you know, uh, oh, this stinks. Like if you would just do it with me, it would be so much better. Just, yeah. you know, do what you have to do and they'll slowly come around. So don't guilt them into it. Lead by positive example. Yeah. Keep it positive. Positive, yeah. positive. Yeah. That, that's great advice. Well, before we go, do you have anything else you want to cover? No, I could just talk about this stuff all day long. You, you have to. <laughs> me too. You just, yeah, you have to cut me off somewhere because I really I get so like crazy about it. I'm gonna stop getting invited to parties. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, quick, thirty seconds on fat burning pills. Oh, 
you know what? This way of eating, this is your fat burning pill. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. You know, don't even go down that road. Establish the right way to eat. You won't ever need another pill again. Yeah. That's perfect. Okay. Well, we're out of time, but thank you so much, Isabel. This has been wonderful. Oh, you're welcome, Avon. So happy to talk about this stuff anytime. Yeah, we'll have to have you back again soon. Isabel rocks, huh? We really could talk all day about this stuff, but we'll just have to have her back on instead. Now, stay tuned. We have plenty of more guests coming up, but if you want to hear more from Isabel, and I highly encourage uh, that you check out some of her books. She's totally rocking it. Uh, You can go to fatburningman.com forward slash Isabel to check it out. And if you have a quick moment, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review for the Fat Burning Man Show on iTunes. Now, until next week, there's plenty of fun stuff coming up, including robots, self-quantifications, and hiking from Mexico to Canada. A couple of hints there. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers.